Welcome to Daily Bible Reading Notes from Valley Chapel Community Church, where we seek to learn the whole counsel of God's Word. I'm your host, Pastor Michael Rowe. This is the posting for January 30th, 2024. When it comes to reading and studying the Bible, your bibliology matters. Bibliology is the study or doctrine of the Word of God. At Valley Chapel, our doctrine on the Bible includes the following statement, quote, We teach that the Word of God is an objective, propositional revelation, verbally inspired in every word, absolutely inerrant in the original documents, infallible, and God-breathed. In short, this is called verbal plenary inspiration. This isn't just a dry doctrine to sign off on and set on the shelf, though. If you believe that God inspired the whole Bible, this will affect how you read the Bible. We find an example of this in our reading today. One of the amazing evidences of biblical inspiration is that as you read scripture, you see the vast interconnectedness of the Bible. This reveals the unifying mind of a single author. It also shows how the inspired authors read and applied God's word as part of their compositional process. As we read Psalm 25 today, that seems to be what we find playing out in front of us. It is as if David wrote Psalm 25 after reading and meditating on the truths of Exodus 31 through 33. So today we're going to group our notes under three headings supplied by Psalm 25. First of all, good and upright is Yahweh. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. Psalm 25 verse 8. That is a fitting summary of what we find in Exodus 31. Concluding God's first giving of the covenant law and instructions for the tabernacle, Exodus 31, 1-11, Yahweh returns to his commands on the Sabbath, Exodus 31, 12-18. He reminds his people that the purpose of this ordinance is their holiness. The Sabbath is meant to be a weekly reminder that they are set apart to God, Exodus 31, 13-14. That is the heart of all God's laws and commands. In his goodness, God instructs sinners on how to walk in his ways. God's law teaches his people how to live in a way that honors and pleases him. We need this reminder often. It is easy to forget that when we pick up our Bibles, we are actually holding in our hands the Word of God. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 Heading number two. For your name's sake, O Yahweh, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Psalm 25 and verse 11. It seems in large part that was the problem of Israel as they bawled for a golden calf in place of the living God. Heading down the mountain with Moses, in Exodus 32 we find a people who had forgotten God and his word. As Psalm 106 explains, thus they exchanged their glory for the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God their Savior who had done great things in Egypt. Psalm 106, 20 through 21. In their unbelief and perverse idolatry, they weren't playing nicely. They sinned greatly against the God who had provided a great redemption for them. Unknown to them, God's burning anger was about to be poured out on them. Exodus 32, 7 through 10. In this moment of crisis, Moses, quote, stood in the breach, Psalm 106, 23, and interceded for corrupted Israel. But his intercession is directed in a way that might surprise us. 
In verse 12, he intercedes out of concern for God's name. Exodus 33, verse 12. As Moses argues, if God destroyed Israel, his stated purpose of showing Egypt and all the earth his glory would be undermined. Exodus 7, 5 and 9, 16. For the sake of God's name, Moses pleaded for God to pardon the sins of his people. True humility before God acts out of a concern for God's glory and a readiness to confess the ways we fall short of that glory. Christian, when you realize you have sinned, do you see the greatness of your sin? That you have sinned against the God who redeemed you? That your sin can undermine the testimony of God's glory? 2 Samuel 12.14 and Titus 2.5 Heading number three. The secret of Yahweh is for those who fear him, and he will make them know his covenant. Psalm 25:14. God's grace really is amazing, because even after the great sin of idolatry, he still spared his people and agreed to continue walking in their midst. Exodus 33:14. But as you read the heading above, does this not remind you of Exodus 33:11? In his amazing grace, God would meet and fellowship with Moses just, quote, as a man speaks to his friend, end quote. This wasn't enough for Moses, though. He wanted to know and experience more of God's glory. Beloved, do you realize that you have something even greater than Moses? Far greater than the pillar of cloud appearing at your front door is the reality that the Holy Spirit of God himself dwells within you. John 14, 16, and verse 17. But do we value the glorious gift of the indwelling Spirit of God? Do we commune with God as with a friend? Even more, should we not often pray to God as Moses did, quote, I pray you, show me your glory. May that be our prayer today. As we behold the glorious gift of God's Word and rejoice in the great gift of the Spirit, May we fear the Lord, may we walk in His ways, and may we delight in His ways always.